Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org. Now, here's our show today. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, the Apostle Paul says that you stand firm in one spirit with one soul striving together along with the faith of the gospel. We need to not only stand firm in one spirit for the experience of Christ, but also to strive together with one soul in the faith of the gospel. To be with one soul for the gospel work is more difficult than to be in one spirit for the experience of Christ. This unique use of terms will be our focus today on the Life Study of the Bible program. Today from the book of Philippians and joining us for fellowship with these two important distinct terms is Francis Ball. Francis, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for the invitation. Francis, concerning our standing, it says we need to be firm in one spirit. And then, as we mentioned a moment ago, concerning our striving together, we need to be with one soul. So this verse shows us an exercise both of the spirit and the soul. I think many believers, many Christians may not realize or perceive the critical difference between these two portions or aspects of our being, the spirit and the soul. Maybe you could uh, clarify, review a little bit this very basic and important understanding. I do believe, Chris, that this is a very, very important distinction between the soul and the spirit. Some Christians believe and say that the soul and the spirit are almost synonymous. But we've learned through a careful study of the Word, especially under Brother Lee's ministry, to see the distinction in these two and to realize that both of these organs are important to our existence. Our person is really our soul, and our organ for contacting God is our spirit. If we study the Bible carefully, we find that these two are very distinct and each have their function. For example, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23, it says there, May the God of peace sanctify you wholly, that is, completely, consummately, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the appearing of Jesus Christ. Well, if you say that verse very quickly, you may miss it, but there's a conjunction between each one of those organs, your body, your soul, your spirit. Your spirit is different from your soul. Your soul, of course, is different from your body. These make us a tripartite being, and this 
realization is very important for us to know how to experience the Lord and how to experience what we're going to hear today. Christians, um, I think we all have uh, fallen subject to this from time to time. It's easy to say or easy to use as a kind of a slogan, well, we're just one spirit. Uh, And we're going to find out, yes, in fact, that's true. We are one spirit. But we have another oneness here that is brought out in this message, particularly today, and we really want to see that as well. And that is we also need to be of one soul, which, as you indicated, since the soul is that part of our being, which really is our person, our personality, and uh, our own expression, to be one-souled with another person is not so easy, is it? No, that's the reason I think the word strive is used by the apostle here. Right. Striving together, not against each other. Well, Francis, let's join Witness Lee with the first portion, and then we'll have a chance to uh, talk some more about this. If you are going to understand this chapter, you must pick up the controlling concept. That is the experience of Christ. You have to interpret every term, not according to your dictionary, but just according to Christ. Interpret every point with Christ. Now, Paul comes to the conclusion. The conclusion is with two points. Number one, Paul charged them to stand firm, to stand firmly, and also to strive, to strive for the faith of the gospel. You may say, one is to stand, the other is to fight in one spirit and with one soul. And you have to see, in one spirit modifies the standing. It says here that you stand firm in one spirit. And with one soul modifies the striving. With one soul striving together in the faith of the gospel. This means we have to exercise both our spirit and our soul to take this charge. The apostle charged us to exercise two of our organs. One, the spirit. Two, the soul. We have to exercise our spirit to stand firm, and we have to exercise our soul to strive together for the gospel. Another point, that is, it is in one spirit to stand firm, and it is with one soul to strive. To strive is with the soul. To stand is in the spirit. To stand is a matter before God as a testimony. To stand firm. This is a testimony before God. To strive. To strive for the gospel. This is no doubt a kind of work before man. One is a testimony and the other is a work. And the testimony is before God, and the work is to our men. We have to stand firm in our spirit, and we have to strive together with 
our soul. Francis, we talked about the distinction a little bit a moment ago between these two aspects or uh, organs of man, his spirit and his soul. In the way they're constructed in this verse, it appears uh, superficially like maybe there's two things here, but we're really seeing two aspects of one thing. Talk about, if you would, this comparison or this linkage between standing in one spirit and striving with one soul. It's uh, not so easy to discern the uh, difference and to still realize it's the same operation. That is, without striving with one soul, you will not be able to stand in one spirit. Now, many of us who have learned about our spirit were so happy and so excited about saying uh, we're one spirit in the Lord. Right. And this is true. We are one spirit. And even the Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. To stand firm in one spirit is not so hard because once we learn our spirit is the dwelling place of the Lord as a life-giving spirit, then we love to exercise our spirit and to say we're really one in spirit, we can sing in spirit, we can fellowship in spirit. But there's another side to this whole matter, and that is a striving together with one soul. We need to be uh, willing to exercise our soul and to be able to uh, strive together. Of course, this doesn't mean to argue to each other. But this means we labor together, we strive together, we serve together. And it mentions for the faith of the gospel. Well, for the preaching of the gospel, we need one soul. We need a mind, we need an emotion, we need a will that is very much exercised so we can be together in what we're doing. We even learn to speak the same thing, not because we agree, but because we have one soul. We have the same goal. What we're laboring for is this kind of oneness. And in order to stand in one spirit, we need the striving of the soul. Striving almost brings the connotation of uh, soldiers uh, fighting together against a common enemy. And there becomes, in that context, a very uh, one-soul experience if you're going to be successful to prevail in uh, such a situation. That's right. That's a good uh, physical example of what we're talking about. But if we don't have the same mind don't have the same feeling, and we don't have the same intention, we will run across all kinds of problems, and division will result. And certainly our gospel preaching will be uh, subsequently affected, won't it? That's right. So it's very important that we learn to strive together with one soul. Francis, we want to go a little further now to see this difference uh, between in one spirit and with one soul. In this coming section, Witness Lee is going to explore these uh, two aspects a little more carefully. Let's join him for that. To stand, you need to do it in your spirit. To strive, you need to do it with your soul. Very meaningful. Well, in the English language, sometimes people use these two prepositions interchangeably. With one soul equals in one soul. You may say, not much difference between with and in. But in our experience, there is a big difference. We need to stand firm. Now, the question is this. Where? To stand firm. Where? To stand firm in spirit. I must let you know, if you and I 
do not remain in our spirit. Firstly, we are divided. Not at once we are divided, but if we do not remain in our spirit, firstly, opinion will come in, and dissension will begin, and then division. How could you stand there as one? No other way. Just in spirit. We cannot stand together in any other organ of our being. We must remain in our spirit that we can stand firm. When we are attacked, when we are opposed, if we would just walk out of our spirit a little bit, right away we continue. Some kind of a doubt, some kind of question mark raised up. Especially during the time we are attacked, during the time we are opposed, during the time Judaizers were prevailing there, during the time the Judaistic preaching was going on. You may see, maybe the Apostle Paul didn't cover everything. Maybe these uh, Judaistic uh, uh, preachers, they have something. You have to realize all these maybes always rise up, not from our spirit. There's no other standing that can keep us all during the taking time, during the opposing time. Nothing can keep us together so much as our spirit. We need to stand firm in our spirit. Not with, but in. The standing needs a place, needs a whereabout. And this whereabout must be our spirit. Francis, with Paul absent and these Judaistic teachers, uh, the ones teaching contrary, very present, it was particularly important for them to be very clear and exercised in this right standing, wasn't it? Yes, very definitely. And this is also true today. When there is all kinds of uh, speaking, there needs to be a realization that the reality of everything related to the Lord is communicated in our spirit. We need to exercise our spirit. We need to turn to our spirit. We need to remain in our spirit. When questions rise about the way uh, the Lord is taking or the way that, uh, uh, that the church is taking, or there's a need always to come back to your spirit. And for this, you just need to pray. You know, when you sense an inroad is being made by the enemy and bringing in questions or doubts or differences, uh, different opinions, different uh, concepts, we need to turn back to the Lord who's in our spirit and say, Lord Jesus, I want to stay in my spirit. You know, a term that's quite helpful in helping us to remain in the spirit is to learn to speak about your spirit, my spirit. Oh, Lord, my spirit. Amen. I want to exercise my spirit. Lord, I know that you are in my spirit. I'd like to stay in my spirit. I forget about all these outward things and questions. I just want to stay in spirit.
Francis, the spirit is the one portion of our being with which there is no problem. Of course, sometimes we experience a problem getting to the spirit, but once there, it's really a marvelous haven, isn't it? Because Christ is there. That's right. And this is the reason it's necessary not only to stand firm in one spirit, but in order to do that, we need to know how to strive with one soul. Yeah, that brings us to this matter of the soul, not such an easy uh, situation, and certainly an area of our being that is fraught with many more difficulties than our spirit. So this matter of striving with one soul may be troublesome, but surely there's an opportunity here for us to gain this kind of experience as Paul is bringing the Philippians into. Let's go back to Witness Lee. To stand firm in one spirit, this is just defensive. We have to safeguard our defense with our offense. So what? So, in order for you to stand firm in your spirit, you need to strive to fight together. Now, not in the soul, but with one soul. In refers to a realm. Weight refers to some instrument. Our spirit must be real, and our soul should be an instrument. Our problem is this. Either we are wish-washy, not using any part of the soul. I am just a jellyfish. Either we are like this, or we fight, we strive. You have your way to fight, and I have my way to fight. You use your mind, and I use my mind. And eventually, we don't fight the enemy. We fight each other. We get all opinionated. This is why Paul says, you have to strive with one soul. To be in one spirit, that's easy. Do you know, in the spirit, the situation is very simple. We all know. Our problem in our togetherness is all together in our soul. In our soul, we have the most troublesome mind. And in our soul, we have this most damaging emotion. And in our soul, we have the whale. These three big giants. We must be charged to strive together with one soul. We must be on the alert. Concerning our emotion, concerning our mind, concerning our understanding, concerning our feeling, concerning our intention, concerning our decision. And this means concerning our mind, emotion, and will. We, the fighting brothers, must be on the alert. We don't give any inch to our emotion, to our mind, and to our will. We, the fighters, must be in one spirit and with one soul. You have to realize this is again another way for us to experience Christ. To stand firm is to experience Christ. To strive together is to experience Christ. And this need to be in one spirit and with one soul. Well, Francis, we're back to uh, the battlefield analogy here that we had a moment ago. 
When we're out on the battlefield, this word that we're hearing becomes more than practical, I think. Uh, We really do need to be vigilant, to keep exercise, to block out all the strategy that the enemy throws in our way uh, to keep our work from becoming divided, don't we? We certainly do. It is wonderful, as you mentioned a while ago, how good it is and rather easy to be in one spirit. And uh, in our spirit, we have the conscience, we have fellowship, we have uh, intuition. These are actually the the parts or the functions of our spirit. And here, there's really no problem. But to remain there is a problem. And this is what takes the striving in one soul. And so uh, we can't give in to our opinions, our concepts, our ideas so individualistically. We have to be strong in our mind, and we have to be uh, strong in our emotion, and we have to be strong in our will, but always with a view of striving together so that we are one soul. The real Christian testimony is when people are of one soul and remaining in one spirit. Now, the offensive is to be uh, with one soul. That is, we fellowship and we are brought into one accord, one mind, one feeling, so that we are really one soul. Then we have real power in the gospel. And also, this is the way to keep ourselves in the spirit, because uh, to strive is the way to stand. Actually, striving, is, as Brother Lee brought out, striving is standing. So if we can't stand in one spirit unless we are willing to strive with one soul, because we're not separated into different parts of our being, we are a tripartite being. We have a, a body, a soul, and a spirit. We need to strive with our soul, and we need to stand in our spirit. Francis, uh, as you're describing there, when this striving together with one soul is apparent, then as uh, we just heard him speaking, our soul becomes an instrument, as you said, powerful. It presents the Lord an opportunity to convict the world, to convict our neighbors, uh, the people with whom we have business dealings, all manner of things. The soul, when it's proper, when it's under the headship and leadership of the Spirit and really in this condition of one exercise with uh, one another as fellow believers, it becomes a powerful instrument for the Lord, doesn't it? It certainly does. And even the Lord Jesus said, when uh, people see that you love one another, that's with your emotion in your soul right. and all the other parts of your soul, then the people will know that God is among you. Amen. Francis, uh, I appreciate your fellowship today. Uh, I'm enjoying these life studies that we're getting uh, the benefit of in the book of Philippians. Before we go, I'd like to leave you with our toll-free number and invite your phone calls, your comments, your inquiries. And, of course, uh, we have a lot of printed material that we'd like to tell you about. That phone number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. Join us again as we continue on our life study in the book of Philippians. We hope you'll be with us then. For Francis Ball today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, 
Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America, and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening. Was Jesus simply a great religious leader? The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John chapter 1, verse 29. Based on the scriptures, the religious people were looking for a great leader, but Jesus was introduced to them as a little lamb with a little dove. The lamb is for redemption, to redeem fallen man back to God, and the dove is for life-giving, for anointing, to anoint man with what God is, to bring God into man and man into God. Both the lamb and the dove are needed for man to participate in God. Scripture, John 1.29, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.